Welcome to Galaxy of Dice Campaign 1, a Star Wars 5e podcast. I am your Dungeon Dark Lord John Garrett. Please join me, Patrick Stone as Kobak Tadi, Pamela Garrett as Denisio Roslam, Anna Stone as Amissa Anima, Jesse McCormick as Brony the Hutt, and Christopher Hess as Rolam Shmoo in our continued adventures of intrigue and idiocy on the moon Bathor Prime. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, this is your friendly uh, neighborhood uh, Dungeon Dark Lord, John. Um, I apologize last week, I didn't realize that the episode never uploaded. Um, so uh, this week I'll have something special midweek that'll come out. Um, just a little update, uh, I uh, I just started a new job, um, so things uh, in my personal life are a little... Uh, hectic so uh it's not it's not a good excuse but that's why i'm here um i appreciate everyone um we tried recording in a different system and i'm still trying to uh iron out how to edit so this first episode is going to be a little unedited um and you might have to fast forward in spots um but i wanted to make sure that it got out. So, uh, thank you all for, uh, hanging in there. Um, we've got a lot of new listeners, uh, outside of the United States, which that's so cool. Um, email us at, uh, galaxy of dice, all one word at gmail.com. Um, and say hi. Um, tell me how you found us, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, appreciate you. Um, big shout out to our Patreon supporter, um, Covert Bagel. Uh, you uh, rock, um, and I love you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll uh, see you soon. Enjoy the episode. Audacity rolling for safety purposes. It is an OSHA certified recording. You're spiking a hard on the crunching. Am I? Chaw. No, Chaw. Uh, uh, oh, probably the almonds. Yeah, the almond, almonds. Uh, she's cr- You're fine, Anna. You can chew them. That's fine. Uh, I just... Almonds have the maximum crunch for your convenience. Are you muted on your microphone? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah she is. Oh, okay. needs to be muted is muted. Okay, so let's get Audacity oh, going and let's get a clap. And All right, three, let's get the clap. Let's two, go. one. I left in. God damn it! <laughs> I left in the, one of those. Um, Shit! I didn't think about fun fact. Well, you've got time. Welcome to Galaxy of Dice, episode thirty-four. Um, today we have everybody with us, um, including Kovac, even though he might not be able to speak this uh, time. What? Depending on how long it takes for. Uh, cause it's, that it's four days in game that, uh, Kovac, uh, has suffered in the pit, uh, but we'll get to that in the recap. Um, we'll start off today through the hall on it to Mr. Rolom Shmoo. Hello, friends. It's me, your boy, Rolom. 
Uh, here to teach you an important lesson about mistakes. Now, I know everybody can't be me, though sometimes you make mistakes. Like the fact that Hootie and the Bulldozers was not the main band. That would be Glitter Rancor that I was a part of. But Hootie and the Bulldozers was my independent side project. My instrument? The Bulldozer. In fact, uh, I went to prison for two years for causing over 300,000 credits in damage. Good times. Good times. But we'd like to get some covers of, uh, of uh, um, that to throw in the background of this episode. But uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, we can dig those up. Uh, um. <laughs> so... Uh, uh next we'll go to uh our poor little uh friend Kobach. Hi, I'm Patrick. I play Kobach. Um fun fact this week uh now that Kobach has had regular bathing, he feels his fur is getting much softer. That's very sweet. Um, I missed that. Hi. <laughs> My name is Anna. I play Amissa. And fun fact, I never want children. Just Ushi. She's, she's enough. I have enough to worry about. <laughs> That's very fair. Um, Denisio. Hi, I'm Pam. I play Danny. Uh, fun fact Danny is actually scared of animals, but she doesn't want anyone to know that. That's very fair because a lot of the creatures in the Star Wars universe are extremely dangerous. <laughs> Um, and last but not least is Brody. I'm Jesse, and I play Brony. And I don't know. Nothing? No. Okay. What's uh? Doesn't like salty food. <laughs> Brony not like salty food. Oh, because he's a slug. <laughs> Another but um. Yeah, I got it. That will do. Do you want to go back over there? <laughs> and jump in your chair? Um, and although we got rid of the Rancor, we still have the Nexus, so he might be a little loud. But uh, forgive, uh, forgive us for that. Um, I am your Dungeon Dark Lord, John. My fun fact this week is uh, I am not a fan of horses. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Uh, the, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, the DM screen that was set up for me today is uh, the My Little Pony DM screen. <laughs> um, I don't mind cartoon horses, um, but I personally just... They're big. Um, I've been afraid of them since I was young, and uh, they just old eyes. They have, they have old eyes. They have warm eyes. They they look very intelligent, and uh, 
Um, I don't trust anything that's intelligent, so... <laughs> Aw, but they're so cute, and they're fun to pet. Well, that's why I trust all you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can eat my entire asshole, sir. <laughs> exactly. Look, there you go, upsetting the kid. <laughs> okay. He wants... Well... <laughs> I know, as we all stop to watch uh, Sam get happy again. Um, but, uh, so now it's a uh, recap time. Apologize. Uh, last time, we'll just say the last time we got together, just to go back to where you guys, uh, the main party was, um, uh, everybody was mean to Kovac. Um, I was, sort of. Not everybody. Hey, my ire was justified. Ju justified or not doesn't make you not mean. <laughs> but, uh, I guess Brony wasn't mean to Kovac. Brony is just dismissive of everyone other than himself. <laughs> but, uh, you guys, uh, uh, at the you guys had a meeting. You kind of were getting stuff set straight. And uh, then uh, there was some uh, Bat Boy comments. Uh, and Kobach had had enough. And he kind of uh, um, left. Stormed out um, on the way, unbeknownst to the team. Kobach. Something happened to him. Uh, Missa went to apologize because she felt bad for uh, being calling him Bat Boy um, uh, multiple times. Clearly, he's a bat man. Yeah. He doesn't even know what Kobach doesn't even know what a bat is. <laughs> uh, he's a chadrafon, not a bat. But it felt insulting. Yeah. Whatever a bat is, it probably isn't good. But uh. So you guys ended up looking for Kobach, couldn't find him, and then uh, Rolam attempted to uh, call him over the communicators and um, could not pick up his signal, also could not ping him to find out where he was, and so you guys jumped to the conclusion that, he's, that he must have got got by the Horned King because you guys are delving very deeply into that stuff. Uh, so uh, you had the noobs open the... the uh, at, well, Amissa almost got blasted as she opened the door. I'm just asking to die. Um, and... Uh, um, the noobs opened the door, you took the speeder out, and you guys were just loading up into the speeder as uh, uh, we ended the episode um, with a flash to Kobach in chains. Um, the last two episodes have been Kobach's journey through the Labyrinth of Silence. Um, and uh, he is... Uh, 
spent four days unbeknownst to you guys, so you've got four days to try and find him um, to catch up. But uh, uh, unbeknownst to you, he has spent four days enduring a type of psychological torture that uh, is, uh, I think, been very draining on him. Um, but I guess you guys can, can ask him about it once you find him. If you find him. <laughs> uh, so, where we'll start is you guys are getting ready to pull away, and Jokar comes running around the corner, waving his hands. Hey, hey, stop, 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 stop! I got, I got something for you! Oh, okay, uh, what do you what got, do you Jokar? Well, you, uh, you guys left, uh, left that, uh, um... That hover, uh, uh, the hover sloop, the, the, the one that Brony rides on at my shop before, um, you're pulling it behind, uh, some swoops, but, um, you can definitely hook it up to this speeder, and uh, I, I made some modifications to it. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we should have that hover cart. Yes. Well, excellent. Let's attach it. Okay, so, uh. Um, you guys pull around to Jokar's shop, and uh, he comes. He he kind of uh, uh, leads it out with uh, this big uh, um, construction droid, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I uh, I installed this button here, Brony, because I I was looking back on that uh, on that uh, that fight that you guys were having um, with." Uh, uh, with the cops at the the thing and how you launched yourself through the window. Um, well, I, this thing can launch you twice as far. Oh God! You give it more jumping power. So, Brony, when you engage the button, you will you can launch yourself an extra sixty feet on top of your jump launch. However, you. And you will do two more damage die more on a uh, on the landing. However, those two damage die you also will take yourself. It requires an action to use. Um, and if you happen to launch yourself, there will be a roll. If you happen to launch yourself without giving yourself enough space. <laughs> There will be an issue, and if you launch yourself without having proper, like, aiming, you might launch yourself off the edge of nowhere and launch yourself into the abyss. <laughs> so, keep that in mind. I better back into a rock. <laughs> um, also... Brony died. He launched himself. Because <laughs> he eaten off of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a support structure and the entire thing into up. space. <laughs> no, it doesn't have that much power. Um, and it can be used once a day. Okay. So, just a little extra plus uh, trying to figure out how to get Brony into... Wally Cody and, you know, cartoon would go flat against the wall. God, that would just be terrifying, though. A hut doing a 90-foot leap to your ultimate demise. Ugh. I know. Well, especially because I think it's a D10 of damage, or is it 2D10 damage? What's your splash damage? It's my strength I think modifier. it's just 
Oh, it's just your yeah. frame modifier? Okay, so it'll be 2d10. Pretty good damage, though. Yeah. So... And that is what our hovercraft sounds like. <laughs> a very noisy hovercraft. Well, nobody said we were stealthy. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, aftermarket exhaust go back put on it. Right. <laughs> they, they got some like fucking glass glass exhaust in there. It sounds like a rice burner. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the sound he was going for. Yeah. It feels like I'm there. Oh. It might be too though. Oh. Okay. Um, well then uh you guys head out. Um Oh my gosh. Bud, do we need to stop for a little bit? Not figure out why he's maybe. See ya. Because we need to stop for. See him. Hey, kitty. Pause for a minute. And... Yeah. Get him some Tylenol. Yeah, go get him some Tylenol. Oh, 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 oh. Oh man, he is unhappy. I know. Well, he hasn't. This is the, of course. Yeah. Well, this is the first time he's been like this. Is when we try and record. Because no one's paying attention to him. Not the attention he wants, anyways, which is all of it. Yeah, well, apparently he just doesn't want to be with mom. Because he seems like he's doing okay. Well, if that's the case, quickly before he gets upset again. I know. Uh um. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I didn't pause. I can never doubt if I need to. Yeah, now you got a spike word. Oh, that's fair. Um. Okay, so let's. I'll wait for Pam to come back. Okay. Yeah, I'm just keeping myself rolling in case some interesting B-roll happens. All right. Uh, How can it be B-roll if we say it? Because we're the A-team. Oh, no. Da, 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 da. Just, just enough of the melody that people know without getting a copyright claim. Actually, yeah, there was a, there was a court case about that, and the ruling basically ended that an artist couldn't claim copyright on just eight notes. It had to do with, I think, Katy Perry's Dark Horse. And then there, I think, I think the defendant was a rapper whose hook had the same eight note progression. Oh, I thought it was uh, Vanilla Ice and Queen. 
<laughs> no, no, that like one's that one's such out. a blatant rip yeah. off. No, Vanilla Ice lost that one majorly, if I remember right. But no, this was this was a more modern one between Katy Perry and oh god, who was the other one? Okay, consulting uh the Hollow Net for uh Dr. Google's Intelligence Emporium, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Uh Katy Perry lawsuit. Are you gonna try to Eat Anna's face. <laughs> oh no! We got appealed, and Katy yeah. Perry ended up winning. All right. Oh, that is a lot of jewel, dude. It's a lot of jewel. Well, no. Fuck your continue yeah. reading. Here we are. Let's see. Katy oh, Perry won an appeal okay. over long-running copyright infringement lawsuit affirming musician and record label. Oh, so Katy Perry was mm -hmm. the defendant. Okay, no, no, I've, I've got it backwards. But she copied someone um, else. That was the alleged... Uh, yeah, that was the alleged case because the song Joyful Noise... Why doesn't it have the name of the... Uh, oh, it was a Christian hip-hop artist, Flame, who made Joyful Noise in 2008. And yeah, took Katy Perry to court because Dark Horse had that same eight note progression. Yeah. So yeah, Katy Perry had won. Um, Flame tried to appeal it. And it looks like as of March, the appeal was upheld. So Katy Perry did not have to pay $2.8 million. Jeez. Which, you know, is a bummer for the Christian hip-hop artist and probably a bummer for his church, too, because, you know, tithing rules, they would have gotten 280000 Because, you <laughs> right? know, every church member pays their tithe. Without a doubt. I've never paid tithes in my life. You're not a member of a church. Yeah. Even when I was. Yeah. But yeah, overall, the, the big win in that case was that eight notes no, is passed not that enough to justify to a copyright. Okay, back to it. You guys are uh, headed towards. Here, let's jump to the big map. Just doesn't want me. Yeah. You going down, Patrick? Let's go to the moon or a moon. Let's see. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, here we are. And of course, Roll20 doesn't like me to try and make it easier on myself to see things. Okay. Well, yeah, why Why would you dare do that? Um... Nope, that's my soda. <laughs> okay. Going on a mission. La 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 la. Okay, I'm actually going to not use the group one token. 
So we decided we were going to go to the town next to yes. the big old collapse and find out if they knew a way down through yep. the collapse or anything nearby. Yep, that was the plan. So it's going to take... Um, it's going to take the better part of the first day to get there. Um, unless you really want to push it. If you want to try and push it, then I need somebody... I need Rollum specifically because none of you have driven a speeder before. Um, Makes sense. Oh. Brony, you had chauffeurs. I don't um, know what that is. You, <laughs> You don't know what a chauffeur is? It's a driver. People that drive you around. Oh. Indeed. I think we should just go to the hole. Get the little hover pad thingy. Drop me down on it. And if, like, if there's not a way down... Yoshi, the, my, my awesome little invention that I just gave you? Exactly. Let's <laughs> catapult straight into the hole. Right. Okay. Well, I would like to punch it. Oh, so okay. I'm guessing a piloting roll. Yes. Let's get a piloting roll cool. from Rollom, and depending on how your roll goes, is how badly or wonderfully it, it works. Okay. Well, to try and uh, hedge my bets here, because I'm not proficient in piloting, I'm going to roll charisma first and see if I can stack my feigned confidence in it. So here we are. Oh, DC was 15. So excellent. I get to throw my proficiency bonus into piloting. Good job. Nice. Now, no, hell yes. God damn it. <laughs> he got a negative 30. No, he got an eight. Hey, that's wow. better than the five it would have been. He knows where the start button is. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh no! And now I up. attempt some multi-track drifting, and it ends in <laughs> you, unsatisfactory results. Yeah, it actually because of that you add an extra couple hours as you um, <laughs> attempt to take a corner too hard, because you got to remember, it's not just like open plain; it's thoroughfares and stuff like that. I'm guessing you try and take a corner too tight, Oops. and then down a thoroughfare that is too tight, and you end up whipping Brony's uh, hover sled off the end, and it takes you guys a couple hours to hook it back up and get moving again. It's okay, because I'm sure Kobach is fine during this whole time. Do you have yeah. gas? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Kobach is fine. So... After the first couple oh. hours, <laughs> we hope Look, the speeder works as intended. It was the thoroughfare that was the problem. They're the clearly just holding Kobach down there to try to draw us in. They wouldn't torture him or anything. Okay, so I'd say after the first few hours, you make it to about there. Um, is anybody watching out? Whoa! I would definitely yes. keep a lookout. Okay, let's get a perception check from with you? Yeah, the two. I'm definitely yeah. grumbling about the unsatisfactory thoroughfare and to write a strongly worded letter. Okay, let's see what a miss it gets. 
Yes, I have a plus 18. A nat 20. Unnatural 20, okay. Um, as you're going, Amissa, you see something very disturbing. Um, in one of the alleyways that you kind of whip past, it almost feels like it was a vision. Like, maybe, was that really there? Kind of like one of those wavy... Well, like, I'm at, because speeders, you're going like, imagine you're driving 80 down the road. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're driving 80, and then you're just kind of watching, and there's buildings on all sides of you. And just a small gap, big enough for, like, people that, like, an alleyway. Uh-huh. You see a Twi'lek male with the undersides of his eyes, like, just from, like, his cheekbones down. It looked like it was carved out and just pus and running fluids and all that kind of stuff. It just was there, and then it was gone. Just because you just, it was just a split second, you saw it, and it was gone. Hey, guys. Uh, dude, stop. Slow down. Back up. Stop. I'm driving here. I know. Pull over and go back, like, back up. I saw something. I'm not 100% sure what it was, but it wasn't right. Like, we have to go back and look. Oh, fine. I know. But it was like a glitch in the Matrix. What's and matrix? I need to see what it was. You would know what a Matrix is. Ah, uh, stop talking you know algebra! What matrix <laughs> but you would know what a Matrix is. What? What about any of what I said was algebra? <laughs> the Matrix. Look, if it doesn't have to do with money, then I assume it's algebra and therefore unnatural, obviously. Well, we'll go with unnatural. Are you oh. sure we got time to be backtracking? Aren't we in a hurry to try to get down to the next level? We are. But what if what I think I saw has to do with the next well, level? Excellent. You can talk about it while I turn around because I'm the driver. Okay, so <laughs> Roland slows down and turns around and you start driving. You start. So, driving, guys, look for. Back. Yeah, I guess it's a. Kind of like an yeah. alleyway to our left. Because I'm not sure which direction I was looking. You were looking to the. Uh, I'm guessing to the left. Which would have been the right, which is now the left. We're looking for a person side of the alleyway. Between one gray building and another. Okay, we're looking for. Yeah. Okay, Roland, how far did back do you backtrack? Mm, I would assume that I'm big brained enough that I could get in the ballpark of where Amissa might have saw it. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh. Are we going slow? Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not punching now we're going by any means. Go ahead and roll investigation checks. Anybody that wants to. All right. Well, I shall investigate with my. I mean, it's a small modifier. What is with these low rolls? Thank God this modifier fixes it. 
unnatural 20. 15. I got a 13. Not too bad for somebody who's driving while investigating. Oh, yeah. One more time. So you got 13. Uh, Roland got a 13 and missed that? 15 and an unnat 20. Okay. Um, Danny, you... With, uh, with good the uh, directions work from Amissa, you uh, you get the idea that you find the place, um, and when you get out and kind of start looking around, you find like some bodily fluid, like Ew. the blood and pus and stuff that had dripped onto the ground. But outside of that, there's nobody there. Hey, Amitha, is this the area? This looks like a alley someone could fit down, and there's some something nasty down here. So I kind of look around, and go, "This looks like it could be it." Um, I kind of look down the alleyway. Do I see anything? Uh, you can make another perception check. Yeah, I'd like to see if there's anywhere where anywhere a person could have gone. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, yeah, there's lots of places. I mean, there's holes in the walls. This place is really decrepit. Ugh. Um, but, uh, you, you don't see it. There's, I mean, there's ends to the alley and stuff like that. I'm, hey, Danny, I'm going to walk down here a little bit and see if maybe the goo that's on the ground there is anywhere else. Watch her get kidnapped. <laughs> Okay, um, go ahead and roll an investigation. Don't like how prescient Jesse's being right now. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what that um, means. I got a nine. Uh, basically, you know what's about to happen. <laughs> you got a nine? I got a nine. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't seem to see anything. So... I'll kind of make a note in my brain of where this alleyway is and walk back out and be like, guys, I must have saw what I thought I saw. So let's keep going to where we need to be going. Okay. Does anybody else want to look around at all? Wanna... Mm, I see the gore and I'm like, yeah, I'm satisfied with what we've seen. Let's uh, forget it ever happened. You don't solve mysteries by forgetting things happen. Yes, but you also save yourself a lot of mental trauma. Well, I'll come back with that, you guys, after we go find Colbat. Okay. Um, you guys load back up. Um, and head toward... Keep heading towards uh, that little... Town. Um, give me another uh, piloting roll there. Roll. <laughs> All right, this is just going to be a straight piloting roll. <laughs> of course, that's when the twenty shows up. Twenty-three total. Okay. Yeah, you managed to catch up and give yourself uh, some good ground. Um, and. Uh, about five hours in, you find yourself uh, speeding along this great expanse. Um, this 
whole section seems to uh, have fallen in. And I mean, the with the curvature of the planet, you you can see the roof along a little bit, but after a little ways, it just gets dark, and it is black through that entire area. Mm, this well, we're back at the collapse again. So I mean, but yeah, it's it's black, black. It's dark. Um, um let's get perception checks from everyone. <clears throat> I know you're bored, Brony. Riding along in the bed. Nineteen. Wow, nineteen with no modifier. Nice. The dice just want to mess with me. What'd you Eight. Get Brony's board is heck. Um, but, uh, okay. Uh, 219s down deep, like 100 foot down, you see a light red glow, it, which would remind you that, of like uh, emergency lighting, but it's spotty. Um, so just trying to descend uh, from at least where you're at right now would probably, you get the idea that you couldn't be sure that you'd have a place to land. We use laser rifles, light up the place by shooting down. You want to just willy nilly fire? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, you don't have a laser rifle. So yeah, I do. You do? I don't know, blaster rifle, something like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's been carrying it around mm. his back since like mission one. <laughs> yeah. I thought that he gave well, he put those on like the armory or sold them. No. We're gonna me. need a more uh, stationary source of light if we're gonna look down here. Maybe we'll be lucky and there's something in the town nearby. Okay. So you keep traveling? Yes. I am the driver, so everybody else can suck it. Okay. So another couple hours passes. Um, give me a... a uh, another driving roll. Alright. 16. 16. Okay. That's an average drive. Um, I'd say that you're, you guys make it to about there. You probably have another two hours, um, of drive time, of, uh, speeder time. And, uh, the chrono's getting late. Hmm. Well... If nobody has any major objections, I'm going to press on to the town. I think we're close. I'm okay with that. It's probably yeah. better than stopping. Yeah, I'd rather not stop right out here next to this gaping hole. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me one more. And everybody can give me a perception check, too. I'll throw in a perception. Oh, it's a good thing I didn't put that in the piloting. 
21. I uh, perceive that the speeder is made of speeder. <laughs> Five. Okay, let's get a driving roll. Okay. Come on, dice. Don't fuck me now. Hey, catchphrase. And it kind of did. Seven. Okay, it takes an hour longer. Right um, Danny, you got a 21? Mm-hmm. Okay, so same kind of scenario. You're kind of watching along the side, and you see what looks like a human woman um, in, like, these red robes as you're driving by. She just, she looks like, uh, she's just hard staring at you with this rictus grin on her face. Um, but it's like that, just gone. Just standing in an alleyway. What the fuck was that? Something's stalking us. Are you guys high? for being followed? Uh, I can't hear you now. I'm busy driving. Good. I'd rather just get away from whatever the hell that was. Okay. Well, pressing on to town, then. You make it to the town? Has anybody heard anything about uh, creepy-looking women in red robes? No, I haven't heard anything about it, but it does seem like if we're going to rest, we're gonna need to, we're gonna need to be pretty diligent on uh, watching out. And for... it sounds like something we really need to pay attention to. Yeah, off-cycle shenanigans seem to be at foot. I think we're being watched. Something's going on. Is it crazy? And it's all fun and games until somebody lops off your head. I'm gonna lop off everyone else's head. Yeah, lop off my head. That's the most beautiful part of me. <laughs> they did say uh going around asking about the horned king and mentioning his name seems like it draws his attention to you, right? Well, yeah, that was part of the plan. It's just so from you. If if what you're seeing what you're seeing out there, uh, it seems that we do have his attention. <clears throat> okay, so you guys pull up, and you s see the town. You know, it's a town in the sense that it's kind of they've kind of, it's kind of like uh, there's more taken, than one person living here. They've taken buildings around this area, knocked them down, taken parts of those buildings put up like blockades along the walls set up gate systems that allow people in and out and stuff like that because um like you guys didn't have to deal with like with the anubs and the the loose um wild animals but uh anybody walking or you know they don't want these creatures dragging them off in the middle of the night. Stuff like that. 
So, uh, you, uh, start to pull up, and there is, uh, an older man. Danny, you would remember. This is the gentleman that, this older human, I believe, um, that uh, was standing guard. Um, as you pull up in your speeder, uh, he kind of just levels his blaster towards you guys and goes, What do you want? Is this Brony uh, Town? A place, a place yeah. for the night and uh, preferably to purchase a light source of some sort, like a flashlight, some glow sticks, anything like that. Okay. Um, can I ask why? We we have a friend to rescue, and I do not want to say any more about it. The less you know, uh, the better you are. Yes. And you're going to watch him, and he gestures towards Brony. Absolutely. Okay. Um... Don't cause any trouble. And uh, he climbs down from where he was and he disappears behind the wall. And, and then uh, the wall starts to slide apart as it's a gate. And you can proceed in. All right. I slowly roll in, turn to Brody. Whatever you did here last time you were here, don't do it again. I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. That's think. why that guard was on edge the second he saw you. And he said he's last well, time he doesn't even was here. He convinced the town that he did not slaughter some random people. But the slaughter of more random people. No, he didn't. So you uh Rollum, you would also recognize this guy. He recognizes you. Because you're the only person he's ever seen in what you call a business suit. <laughs> um, but uh, he's the one that told you about the rumors of uh, Brony slaughtering some innocent people. Yep, that's right. But uh, I'm still going to word it like that because I don't want to say that out loud. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a wink-wink sort of situation. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you guys make it into the town. The door, the, the wall kind of slides shut behind you. He walks up and he says, you know, you can park your speeder over and gestures to a, like, open area. Park it over there. Um, Is there anywhere to get some dinner and maybe a place to stay? There's a restaurant just around the corner there. Um, food's not great. Uh, this place is no sec one. Uh, as you guys are looking around, um, sec one had a a vibe of like people are thriving here. Mm -hmm. This place, people are surviving. Um, so the quality here is going to be much less. Uh, but they have. They have a small restaurant that you can go and eat at. And he said that there's a, a couple buildings that have been renovated as um, hotels. Um, 
in a fashion. <laughs> Loosely. Um. All right, that's the way I'm going to start heading because I want to go sit down and kind of see if there's anyone in there that I might be able to question about stuff. Okay. Yeah, so you guys had... It's kind of a cantina. They've got drinks and they serve food. Um, it's no... It's not your dad's cooking. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Wow, that's not a good roll. And you, we were poisoned. No, it's, <laughs> and uh, it's empty. Um, Rollum is rolling for uh, um, your guys's profits. Um, yep, three days of earnings. Um, as you walk in, it's a mixture of beings, mostly human. Um, no, like, really, uh, strange beings, I guess I'd say. Um, no humanoid or really close to. Seems like, um, this is a, you know, community of just a certain type of people. Um, so you just walk in and you want to yeah i'll go just go sit at the bar and kind of talk to whoever is working okay um it's it's a older human female um hey uh that collapse that's out here in section four do you know if anyone ever has gone down there nobody goes down honey do things come up? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I I don't leave this area. Um, most of the people around here are just are scavengers, so you might be able to find somebody that has gone over there. Um, I, but most people find just the worst sort of things down there. If you think that uh, the the wild creatures up here are bad. Down there, they, it's even, even harder living. Uh, I, I've heard that there's some settlements down there, but they're few and far between. And The seventh level is not someplace anybody as pretty as you would want to go. Yeah, I was just kind of curious when we passed by it. Uh... On our way out here, I I thought I saw somebody wearing a red cloak. And go ahead and make an insight check. Fifteen? Fifteen. As you say that, um, you catch a little look in her eye. Same kind of look that when you started talking about the Horn King. That same kind of look, just I. Red's such a hard color to come by. I don't think that you would have seen something like that. You must have been hot. Here, have some water. And she puts some water on the counter and walks away from you. You're getting a very dystopian kind of, like... Thank you, and I'll just kind of holler. You're right. We were going pretty fast. I probably just saw weird stuff. 
to try mm. to kind of well, throw it off. If you have a if you have a second, I have a few questions for you. What do you need, honey? Uh, well, it branches out depending on your answers. But the first thing is, do you know what a sonic servo driver is? Uh, are you are you speaking Wookie? Okay, so here are my next questions. Do you have any gin, preferably Sullustin? I do have some Sullustin gin, but it's going to cost you. Um, that's that's hmm. fine. Cost does no matter. My second question: Do you have any old janks around? Um. What is a jank? Old Janks is a strong distilled spirit. I, I'm guessing it's basically Star Wars Everclear. Oh. Um, <laughs> I got one bottle of Solaston Gin, but I don't have any of the Janks. And that's hard to well, come by down here. That's fair. Then, in that case, just something strong and clear. And then, do you by chance have any spice brew, which is a popular alcoholic beverage? Uh, I can whip you up some. Excellent. In that case, one final question: May I, may I borrow your shaker and prepare the drink myself? Absolutely, honey. Come back and sling it, but it's still going to cost you the same amount. Like I said, money money will not be an issue. This is the best way that I can unwind. Okay. She just kind of puts the... She uh, gets down under the counter and moves a panel. And you see there's a couple of, like, fairly nice bottles in there. She grabs one of it, pops open the top, sniffs it, uh, cringes. Puts the lid back on, puts it back, grabs the bottle next to it, opens it, smells it. You see that she has a little nod of her head and sets it up on the counter. And, um, then she goes and gets the rest of what you're looking for. and The spice brew. Uh, pours you a big glass of it and then uh, gives you her, uh, sets the shaker up with some... Uh, um, some hard water and says uh it's gonna cost you 500 credits yeah that's no problem at all okay all right and so i take the two spirits put them in the shaker shake them up and then add it to the spice brew and stir it and Voila, that is a sonic servo driver. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I come back around the bar and start sipping. Ah, that's how we relax after a long day of driving. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brony, what are you up to? Nothing. Nothing? Just kind of slithering through town? You make your way into the cantina and just order a whole heap of food. Yeah. And point at Roland and say it's on his tab. Yeah. <laughs> and a miss 
I find a spot outside the can cantina and sit down and kind of just let my mind wander between what I saw or what I think I saw in the alleyway. The fact that I'm worried about Colback. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to eat. Probably minimal rest just because I'm worried. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to kind of stay out. Not necessarily keep watch, but watch people. Okay. Um, question. So you're sitting outside the cantina while the rest of us are inside. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the disappearance of Colback a bit harder because I feel like really bad about it. Feel like it's 100% your fault? Yeah. Because it is? Oh, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think part of it is that you all were starting to feel very comfortable in this place. Like, you can just go and come and go as you please. And, like, you're untouchable. What, which I know is how Kobach was starting to feel. Um, Hubris. And, uh, yeah. It just, you know, it was the same thing with Brony. But Brony's just lucky that he didn't get caught after you guys started asking these questions. Well, Brony doesn't really have any feelings. Well, no. Brony doesn't have any feelings, but he's lucky that he didn't get caught. Why? Because then you'd be you didn't listen to uh, the episodes. Mental uh, torture does not affect the strong. Okay. We had this baby. <laughs> no, you didn't. I see myself. What the heck? Is he still going with that? He saved himself? Yes. Denial uh, is a wonderful thing. Can mental torture affect you if you don't have a brain? No. I didn't know the side of brain. <laughs> Okay, uh, so you guys kind of, you get, Danny gets some food, I'm guessing? Yeah, I'm going to get some food and just kind of Danny watch people. Do you stress eat, Danny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I heard, that, I heard dad stress cooks, so I'm guessing that Danny, like... Is used to. to turning down food, um, especially with the, how hard her training is. Oftentimes, you don't want a full stomach, um, and her grandpa probably taught her that, you know, it's you should eat while you can, but also make sure that you're not eating so much that you're. But I do have down. a soft spot for cooks and telling them how good their food is, even when it's bad. Yeah, this is like a processor. It's a, it's a robotic. Oh, so it's not even real quick. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, then I'm it's not, not even. It's all right. I'm like, all right, I'll get something to munch on just to kind of yeah, have something to do. It's while nutrition goo type situation. It's porridge. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no love put into it. There's no. It's standard mess. Um. Okay. Uh. So it's starting to get late. Um, how are you guys, uh, heading to the sleeping area? Where are you sleeping? What are you doing? I'm going to... Uh, Roland will likely... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, I'm gonna go sleep with the speeder. Or the hover thingy. You're gonna sleep in the, uh -huh. the hovercraft? Yep. Okay. So, Missa goes and lays in the back seat of the hover, um, of the speeder. Brony, what are you? 
I'm gonna sleep. We brought the little raft, right? Yeah. I'm gonna sleep under it. Use under? it as a blanket. <laughs> You're yeah. using the, <laughs> it as a blanket? Yeah. So, the way repulsor craft work <laughs> is they. I flip it upside down. No, because then you're going to ruin it. It's fine. You can't do that. Uh, I usually don't say no. I'm saying no to this. But you can sleep on it. I'll just be in the back seat. Then I don't have any protection. I'll protect you. Okay, you're alive. <laughs> okay, but... So Brony just pretty much wants to go back to the hovercraft. This place seems secure enough. And uh, Brony, is Bro is it weighing on Brony the fact that he got caught off guard by the assassin? Is that what's going on here? Why he doesn't feel safe, just kind of laying wherever? <laughs> no, not really. I didn't even think about that. I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just sleep where my food was? Just fall asleep right there. Yeah. Uh. I don't think they're gonna try and usher a hut out. So I'm guessing you just kind of lean up against the wall and just kind of pass out after your meal. Um, Danny? I'm going to go home and go ahead and get a room. Okay. So you head out. Um, and then what's Roland going to do? Uh, well, I'll probably follow the same vein as Danny, only a little bit more stumbly, because I'm definitely going to have about two more of these Sonic Servo drivers. I was going to call it like a sonic screwdriver. Okay. So, Danny, you probably call it early. You see Roland's getting fucking hammered, and you're like... Oh. I do. I'm going to go get my three hours of rest, and then when I wake up, I'm going to kind of start trying to keep guard. Okay. So, Danny, make a perception check. Twelve. Okay. As you're turning a corner, you uh, feel something jab into your back. Oh, God. <laughs> Nerd. They say, what are you asking about the red clothes? And I'll say, I just saw something on my way here. You're going to bring them down on us. What are you doing? I didn't realize that wasn't something we talk don't talk about. And you feel the pressure kind of push a little more. It feels like a blunt weapon. Not a blunt weapon. It feels like the end of a blaster. And it goes, walk. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start walking. Okay. So kind of guides you into the hotel area. Um, you see the clerk make eye contact with the person behind you, and the clerk hits a button, and the elevator door opens, and he said, keep walking. Is Roland still in that area? Roland has not, Roland is still drinking in the bar. You left Roland to his devices. Which is for the best, honestly. Okay, but I am going to try to uh, 
like tear a piece of my fabric from my clothes or something that might be make a sleight of hand check god uh, 11 11 um as you kind of start like tugging at your clothes it's like no 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 don't move and work and see don't care don't he said don't move but he wants you to walk mm. keep your hand where i can see him and keep moving <laughs> me personally i wouldn't take that well i'm kind of interested <laughs> to see where they're taking me I'm there, but yeah, i'm so not very... what if they're pervs i'm a little worried about this elevator though <laughs> i'll uh go ahead and step in though okay um so you step in you hear the doors shut behind you and the person guessing. come in with me yeah okay yeah and uh you feel it start to rise and then it off so we went up you went up okay. and then it stops and the doors don't open and the person steps back and they say you're gonna get yourself killed and you you feel them step away from you Okay, I'll turn around. Okay. It's a young human male. Um, he has scars on his face. Um, looks like he's had like a really rough time and stuff. And you see that he's he's holstering a holdout blaster. Um, it's like, are you so stupid that you'd ask questions like that? You must not be from around here. Uh, I'm from the sixth floor. Fifth floor. Fifth floor. You're on the sixth floor. I'm on the sixth floor. Yeah. I'm from the fifth floor. Uh, one of our friends went missing and we're trying to find them. So I'm guessing you were asking about him. Yes. And your friend went missing, which means either you better hope that it didn't draw enough attention that he took him. But if if you're seeing his followers, then the the ones in the red call themselves the Mistress of Deception. They introduce themselves as the Mistress of Deception. That's just what they all call themselves. It's they don't as far as we know, they don't have names. They they don't. But they're special. They have powers. I uh, saw someone in a cloak. And the other girl with me, she saw somebody in gray? Or they had, they had their face, was their messed, face up. messed up. That's those that would be one of the disciples of sadness is what they call themselves. Yeah. Um, they also have strange powers, but um, they're part of his indoctrination crew. Um, there's there's the acolytes of pain who they walk around in just black pants. Um, all of them are always barefoot, but the, the acolytes of pain don't seem to 
they don't seem to do they, have, they don't seem to have special powers they just seem to like to cause pain and receive pain um and there's a fourth sect called the cultists of madness and they just they if you end up against them all they want to do is kill oh they just throw themselves at you until either they're dead or you are what do they look like uh honestly i don't know because anybody that's seen them is dead oh. so this does anybody know how they come up from the seventh floor? I think they've got ways. Um, I know it, it, it's it. They have secret hatches they use to transport people down. Um, but I've, if you start looking for them, they'll find you first. Oftentimes, I think that I think they have access to the camera system, and mm -hmm. they follow. They they know when you get close to one of their places, but they also, if you've been asking and you've been seeing and you saw them on your way here, it means that they're also watching you. They know where you're going. They're following your every move. I'm guessing your friend probably left the safety of the group because they often don't send a bunch of them, but there's a lot of them. And I know... Well, I hope we haven't put you guys at risk by coming here. Uh, That's why I brought you up here. Because you never know who has been indoctrinated. They, they put them through, if they go to him, they don't come back. However, there's another place where they go. It's where I, it took me when I was seven. Oh. And, uh... Call that the labyrinth of 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 silence. Um, silence. I think I heard about. Silence is uh, a Jagarian woman, uh, very similar to the one that you have with you. Yes. Um, she's his right hand. I think we'd heard that. Um, but you just don't, if you keep asking questions and somebody lets something slip, it's that they, they, everybody in this town will just disappear. They're very subtle, um, without being subtle. Uh, that's why nobody talks about them. Nobody will say the name that he gave himself. 
Uh. All right. So, so the best way to get to the seventh floor would be to find one of these trap. You could. Uh, there's also access from the the section four. Um, the southernmost edge of the collapse has a certain, um, it pivoted, so it's a very, uh, it's a very tilted section, it's very steep, mm -hmm. but on your speeder you should be able to get down there no problem. Um, however, past that, I don't know. Um, and the Labyrinth of Silence is somewhere below the, the fifth level, um, or the fifth section. Um, they're said that the farther down you go, the different, uh, the sections get very different. Um, I guess when they first built this place, they didn't expect to have, they didn't expect to build much. Um, but it's grown, and the more it grows, the more sections they add on. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. but well, our friend was taken from section five, so I'm guessing they probably have access around where you guys. Lost him. Hmm. You've given me a lot to think about, and we will leave as early as we can and try not to draw the attention to you guys. Appreciate it. I don't want to go back there. How uh, did you get out? I walked through the front door. Um, there's two... While I was there, the things they put me through were constant unease and pressure. They, His acolytes wander the halls, except for the cultists of madness. The, they're the only ones that, and sometimes I guess even common thugs, um, if the, the, the gang doesn't like these thugs, they send them down there to just be messed with, or they see potential in them to become more acolytes or disciples, or you know, they, they see depending on how they break. Um, but if you can get out, they just let you go, huh. uh. Unless they absolutely, I guess if they, if you guys are high enough priority, then they might not, but. And you just met the king. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just, because sometimes they just, they just grab people because they're sick and demented and they just want to hurt people and they just throw them in a cell and if you can escape 
then I guess kudos to you. I haven't been outside the wall since I got back. Um, I was a scavenger before, uh, but now I just try and help people from facing the things that I faced. Um, you, I wandered the labyrinth for days. And um, when, when they beat you down or they electrocute you with their special powers or there was the, the sadness, they can lock your entire body up and you can't move. And then they just beat you until you pass out. And then you wake up in the same place that you were before. Day after day after day. Oh. Well, then we really got to get our friend out of there. Well, hopefully he's there. Like I said, if he's... If he's... In the... If, if he has him... Um... There's no... There's no saving him. I, nobody knows where his location is, except for maybe the people that work for him. But most of them won't even speak to you. They just come at you. All right. Okay. Um, he, uh, uh, the elevator kicks back on. You go up another floor, he hands you a card, says, here's a room for the night. Um, and, uh, uh, ushers you to get out. All right. I'll go to my room. Okay. I'm really feeling uneasy. I wonder why. Well, because I'm sitting here. This kid got taken at seven and managed to escape. And that kind of rubs me the wrong way. You can roll an insight check. Well, on the things that he... To, to see is to see if... Kovac's crafty. He might escape. Because you did ask. Um, Well, I guess you didn't ask if he was still a disciple or if anything like that. You can, though. And reasonably, you can get uh, an insight that's, check to see. Yeah, that's what I'd like. I I want to know. Like, so do you still work for them? No. Or do you? But did you become one of their disciples? No. I I got out, and I just I really don't want anybody else to have to go through the things I went through. What did you get? Nine. Nine. Okay, so one plus eight. One oh one plus eight. Oh, that's rough. Um so it's not that you don't believe him. His tone sounds genuine. Um, however, in your your you have too much suspicion to let his words actually hit you the way they might be intended. 
I think that's the best way to put it. Because it's not like you're just like, oh yeah, no, I believe him. It, but if he sounds genuine. But you yourself are putting something on him. Yeah, I just... So and yeah, I'll go to my room. Okay. The lift door's shut. You go down and uh, roll him. Uh, you kind of walk in. You stumble into uh, the lobby of this little motel. Um, uh, I'm just saying, where you do your finances at the end of the day, and it's just a front digit and a whole bunch of zeros, it's just... Mwah. Uh, and, uh, you, uh, um, uh, roll a perception check at disadvantage. Oh yeah. From my room, can I see where these two are on the speeder? Um, wow, those are good rolls. Uh, that's a yes. 16. Wow, those are good rolls. Uh, you notice, um, a nervous-looking fellow, um, leaving the elevator... Um, he's got a old out blaster on his hip. He's a younger looking human um, with a scarred up face. Um, and he seems to be hurrying out. Um, hey, hey, buddy, are you, are you okay? Uh, I, 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 you, you got something you want to talk about? I'm not a counselor, but uh, I pretended to be one to scam people out of money. <laughs> Go to sleep, Mr. Twi'lek. And uh, he just heads out the door. And um, as you walk past the uh, uh, um, the left, the door. Uh, as you walk past the front desk, they just kind of put a card out and uh, usher you to the second floor. And, they have a nice night. You too. You're you're very kind. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, Stop. Danny, the the room seems suspiciously like it was placed directly so that you have line of sight of your the your transport. So looking outside and seeing that I can see these two sitting in the transport. I'm asleep where my food was. No, he's yeah, he stayed in the bar. Oh, he stayed in the bar. Yeah. A Mrs. I'm the only one. One. Well, instead of going to sleep, I'm now gonna sit in the window and sit watch. Okay. Over Amissa. And can I also kind of see the front of the like, if anyone was to try to walk into this building, I would see him. There's certain sections that you couldn't. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my best to... Because the window through. doesn't open, so, like, directly down. If somebody's walking directly alongside the building... I wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. And uh, shortly after you get posted up, you hear the door open. And in comes Roland. Roland. Okay, just sure. That's good. Oh, they put us in the same room, huh? Uh, it should be noted that I am currently wearing my tie like a bandana, but it's still in a single Windsor knot. Rolla, are, are you okay? 
As I can see one of the Blues Brothers where they've got it, like. Is that what you were going for? It's just been so long since I had a good Sonic servo driver. I just, I just had to have a couple more, and uh, and uh, I got kicked out of the bar because the lady didn't want to listen to me talk about numbers. But it's just so great when there's so many zeros in the credit account. It's a, it's a phenomenal thing. And uh, um, wait, where am I? Who are you? It's me, Danny. Where's Danny? Uh, where's Brony at? I, uh, I think he just like fell asleep uh, right there in the, the 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 cantina. He, I guess his food was like really good, and he just kind of leaned up next to the wall and called it a night. <laughs> I've done that before, although he didn't drink anything. I don't think. I don't know. I'm pretty drunk. Why don't you go ahead and uh, hop in the bed and get some rest, and I'm going to try to keep an eye on things. Uh, that's a good idea. This suit is too hot. Oh, and, God. Yeah, I sure took my skivvies and just pass out on the bed. I was like, he's going to completely sleep out. <laughs> no, no, he's a gentleman. He has underwear. <laughs> You're a drunk gentleman, so who knows? Is uh, Rollum a never-nude? He is absolutely a never-nude. In fact, most of the time he even sleeps with socks on. Oh, you monster. That's just icky. Uh, They're fresh socks. Well, when he's not too drunk to realize he should change his socks. And it doesn't matter. Wait, are you one of the ones that wears socks with sandals? Rollum does Roland not would never be sandals. caught dead in sandals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, with Danny watching over the uh, the transport, we're going to call that a day. Um, one day into the tortures of Kovac, um, Danny now has a, a more uh, more understanding of what Quebec might be going through and uh, gets to hold on to that while everybody else sleeps either peacefully uh, as Rolum and Brony are or fitfully as Amissa is. Uh, and uh, and all I can think is we really should not be separated right now. Thanks for listening to Galaxy of Dice. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Galaxy of Dice. A special thanks to my players for making this possible. If you want to contact us, you can do so at galaxyofdice at gmail.com. For ad-free listening and to support us and help us grow, please find us on Patreon, where we will be doing all sorts of community-driven projects led by you. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen. I am your Dungeon Dark Lord, wishing you good rolls and exciting adventures. Until next time...